Welcome to the MILF Bod Podcast. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness resource for women featuring some of the most successful, influential mothers and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to the MILFBOD podcast. My guest today is Melissa Hallison. Melissa is the founder of Skin Thesis, an aesthetic clinic here in LA, the owner of Melage Skincare, mother to four, and just an all-around amazing businesswoman. Expect conversation on all things skincare in this episode, from Botox, fillers, the latest technology in dermatology, to Melissa's three tips for youthful, glowing skin. Melissa's approach to parenting is so inspiring and open, and I love that about her. She holds the title as the guest with the most children to appear on the podcast so far. As a full-time working mother of four, an incredible partner, and businesswoman, Melissa has so many nuggets of wisdom to share in this episode. She gives you everything you want from beauty to parenting, relationship advice, to practical life lessons she's learned along the way. I know you all are going to gain so much from this episode. So with that, please welcome Melissa to the MILF Bod Podcast. All right, you guys, calling all creatives of LA or anyone traveling to the LA area in need of an event space, photo studio, content location, video space, production services, or grip services. Issue Studio is a unique photo, video, and event space, and Issue offers full-service production in an exclusive, intimate, and private boutique environment. The space is so beautifully curated, you guys, and I can't tell you how many shoots I've done at Issue that have turned out to be some of my favorite shoots to date. Not to mention a bunch of amazing events I've attended over the years where the studio gets completely transformed into the best atmosphere for the perfect party. Also, you guys, the wallpaper in the makeup room is absolutely iconic and it's perfect for the Instagram feed. So I highly recommend Issue Studio for any brand or any influencer looking to elevate their image. It is seriously the most beautiful studio I've ever shot at. And I've shot out a lot of studios here in LA and it's just so clean. It's centrally located. There's a huge parking lot, which is huge here in LA. So go check it out at issuephotostudio.com to find more details about how you can book this amazing space for your next photo shoot, video production, content creation, party, event, whatever it is that any of you creatives need here in LA, Issue Studio has got you. So go check it out. Hello, Melissa. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. You are the founder of Skin Thesis, which how would you describe Skin Thesis? So Skin Thesis is an aesthetic clinic. We focus on you know, anywhere between injectables, laser treatments, we're diving into wellness as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, so that's a really um, neat branch. And the industry has really evolved. And I've been in it for almost 19 years now. Wow. So when I talk about it, I tell people, yes, it's in the aesthetic industry. It's almost like aesthetic dermatology. 
I don't like the term spas. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with a kind of a relaxing situation. So yeah, it's kind of stressful. And, but. Yeah. And I feel like the background that myself and my practitioners have, mm-hmm. it is a medical background. Right. Because you've been a nurse for how long now? So I'm a nurse um, and I'm also a nurse practitioner. Okay. It's been almost 20 years that I've wow. been a nurse and then almost 18 years a nurse practitioner. Wow. Yeah. It's gone by really fast. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your childhood and, you know, your story. You grew up in California, right? Yes. I'm born and raised from Los Angeles. So okay. I'm a native. Mm-hmm. I have a very interesting childhood. Um, (laughs) That's a whole nother story. But a lot of people ask me how I got into this field. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was growing up and was like, I want to be a nurse. It had nothing to do with it. Actually, I have several paths before I got into this industry. I wanted to go into veterinarian medicine. Oh, cool. So actually, my first degree is from uh, UC Davis and a bachelor's in science and animal science. Oh, amazing. And I applied to veterinarian school and the door just was not opening. Mm-hmm. And I was in my early 20s and kind of freaking out of like, what am I going to do with my life? This is what I wanted to do. Typical 20-year-old. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I I think I read a book like about like, you know, almost like a midlife crisis in your 20s. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to, you know, because you, you have this one goal in your mind and you work so hard and you don't understand why it's not happening for you. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to stay in the medical world. Mm-hmm. And I was trying different avenues, even physical therapy. And I almost fell into nursing. Actually, kind of funny story. My mom went in for an aesthetic procedure mm-hmm. and I was taking care of her. And I was like, wow, I actually really like this. Yeah. Um, I like the human side. And I have a lot of background with children, specifically because of my brother, who is mentally challenged and autistic. So growing up, I was around a lot of disabilities and taking care of kids. Yeah. So I wanted to go into nursing and focus on kids. Amazing. So, So... Found a program, and what was really interesting is the doors just kept opening. Yeah. And when I started my nursing program, actually, one of my professors from UC Davis called me up and said, hey, I'm opening a school in Pomona for veterinary medicine. Apply, and you're in. Oh, my gosh. And and I'd already started my nursing program, and I was like, are you kidding me? Are you really... You're testing me. And it was it was a really big test. And he's like, you have to do it by the end of this week. Oh. And I really had to go deep down inside and listen to my gut. And I decided to stay in nursing. And it was the best decision. The best decision. Yeah. That's so funny how things work out like that sometimes. Yeah. What you do is very much based in, you know, obviously aesthetics. So you're looking at like ratios of people's faces and things like that. Have you always been a super artistic person, would you say, like growing up or? So what's really interesting about this industry is you do have to have an eye and that eye really evolves. And, you know, if I look at myself, even five years ago, I'm a completely different practitioner. And you have to push yourself to keep evolving in this industry. I was an artsy person when I was younger in terms of photography and ceramics. But again, like I said, I kind of fell into this industry and I was in, you know, pediatric ICU at Children's Hospital. Yeah. (laughs) How long were you there? um, 
for almost three years. And I started my nurse practitioner program. And the reason I left was because I had one child Mm -hmm. and I was doing my NP program and I just couldn't do all the hours in the ICU. And that's where I fell into the aesthetic world. My husband introduced me to a couple who was opening a place in West Hollywood. It was kind of first of its kind. And they asked me to help with the medical portion. And at that time, I kind of thought about a little bit of dermatology and plastics, but it was nothing like it was today, as it it's is today. So yeah, much. I mean, this is when people wouldn't talk about Botox. They'd yeah. be like, they would keep it under the radar. Very hush-hush. Yes, and now it's like getting your roots done. So <laughs> yeah, throw a rock and somebody's had Botox. Yeah. I think a big influence on that whole narrative is the Kardashians, especially with Kylie and her lips and things mm-hmm. like that. I think that it's just more known now that it's just a thing that people do. Well, you're in a big city. So I think, you know, we kind of set the pace in Los Angeles more so than even in New York. Yeah. We're more open, you mm-hmm. know, just on how we feel, you know, with our appearance. Yeah. When did it really truly start? I mean, social I think media? No, before that. Really? Before that. Because I remember when I started Skin Thesis, you know, seven years ago, and social media was just kind of starting yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. So I would say a good, like five years in, people were like, oh, I think I need to start, you know, doing things to my face. And and, yeah. and filler has evolved. Filler was collagen-based, animal-based. Mm-hmm. And it was taken to the next level by, you know, Allergan, who started synthetically making it in the lab. But even what we knew about filler then and now is, is completely different as well. Yeah, I'm sure it's a completely different game. And I think that it just is going to keep evolving quicker and quicker and quicker. Every day. (laughs) And so you also have your own skincare line, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's called Melage. Melage. Yes. So exciting. Yeah. So we launched it last year. It took me three years to develop it. Yeah. Because it's a clean skincare brand, right? Yes. Yeah. So how it kind of evolved is I have four children Mm -hmm. and um, (laughs) they're older. I mean, they're now ages nine to 18. But when they were younger, I just kept thinking to myself, you know, when they were in the shower or I'm cleaning them, I was like, I don't know what to use on their face. Yeah. Like there's nothing out there and what is safe to use on their face. And I started asking, you know, friends, like, do you wash your kid's face? They're like, no, no. I mean, it was like a weird question for them. Or they're like, oh, I just use the shampoo that I'm using and carry it down on their face or body soap and using on their face. And I'm like, God, that, that doesn't sound right. No, yeah. So I kind of did some diving and searching of just going, okay, what are some clean products? You know, I started realizing that so many products out there have ingredients that are the same ingredients in cleaning supplies. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. And, you know, especially nowadays, we're hyper aware of what we're putting on our body and skin because our skin is our our largest organ. organ. Yeah. (laughs) And what's being absorbed and what the consequences are from those things. And so, Um, That's kind of the root of how I was like, wow, I feel like there's nothing out there. This is a really cool niche. And I wasn't trying to go, oh, I'm going to be clean because I'm not clean on what I use, on everything. There are some products that I'm very careful of what I pick. They're medical grade. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be hypocritical in that point, but I wanted parents to feel comfortable um, of what they're putting on their kid's skin. 
and know that they're very high quality ingredients and good for them and that they're actually doing things. Yeah. So what, for example, as we get older and our skin changes, even now, my skin is different than it was five years ago. Mm -hmm. It's a lot about pH and pH balancing. And if we kind of look at acne, you know, that's very much the case. So I wanted to bring in the medical side of myself and say, all right, I want to have a preventative line. I wanted a clean preventative line. So number one, we're teaching our kids hygiene. Mm -hmm. Do you wash your hair? Yes. Do you brush your teeth? Yes. Well, you need to wash your face. Yeah, because sometimes (laughs) we neglect our faces when we're younger. Right. And then we get teenagers and they're completely broken out. And and I say to them, have you washed your face? They're like, no. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, that's step number one. Yeah. So um, it has ingredients that's helping neutralize the pH. So as they're growing and aging and oil production is different, it's keeping them balanced. Am I saying that I'm completely going to prevent acne from happening? No. But we're giving the tool and the start of it with number one hygiene and those ingredients that help neutralize. So that's how the concept came. Amazing. And I, you know, treat a, a lot more adults than kids. And as a busy mom, I felt like there was never a cleanser. You know, people are like, okay, well, what type of skin do you have? Do you have dry, oily? And I was just very frustrated. And I was like, I don't care what skin I have. I yeah. want just a cleanser. I Give me a cleanser that has a nice smell to it or no smell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good for my skin. It's going to take my makeup off and I'm done. So the adult line is very much a simple line. It's clean. It gives you like kind of the t-shirt and jeans concept, the simple moisturizer, the cleanser, and an exfoliant. And then if you want to add anything else to it, go for it. But just like, you know, your day-to-day, you've got your essentials. Yeah. Because I feel like as I've gotten older and I think I went through a phase where I would be watching all of these, you know, like 10-step skincare routines and I've learned less is actually more. Right. And it's so much you know, less overwhelming too when you just have those three simple steps like in the adult skincare routine. Mm -hmm. I think it's just much more doable, especially for busy moms or for busy working parents in general. Right. But I think that's so smart that you just saw like a dead space in the industry and you took advantage of that because now that I think about it, there's really no skincare for children out there that I've really heard of. Maybe like babies, you know, when you have the baby, the infant. But really, this is for ages five and up. I mean, it's so gentle that it could be under five. But yeah. I kind of wanted to create an age group that parents didn't seem overwhelmed. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm really starting to think about this and teaching my kids. So it's really more catered to, in a way, parents because it's an educational product. Yeah. It's like, you know, we now need to start teaching our kids about hygiene for their face. Yeah. I love that. I love the name Melage too. Where did that come from? It's actually initials from my kids. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So it's Milan Levi Asher Jaden. That is so awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of hidden stories. Yeah. Um, with the melange. You know, it's a concept of the skin evolves. Mm-hmm. So it changes from child to adult. Mm-hmm. And that's what the line is. I have a kid's line and an adult line. And it's just like a butterfly. It's just an evolution. And so yes, you're um, very much into butterflies. Yeah. And, I and love so that. what's even interesting on each product of the kids line is a butterfly name. 
Oh, so and cool. And for example, the cleanser is called Snowberry Milan, which is Milan is my daughter's name. And there's truly a butterfly called Snowberry Milan. Oh, <laughs> so, so beautiful. Um, so yeah, so I kind of put those little notions in the line just to make it more personal. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much when it's like catered to you mm-hmm. and your family. That's so beautiful. So I love the way that you approach your practice. It's like you always take a very natural approach, which I love. So do you ever tell some of your patients like, no, we're not going to do that? A hundred percent. I'm sure, especially being in LA, Mm because I think people want to go overboard sometimes. And I think that's a sign that you're going to the right person is if they say, "Uh, no, I don't think that's going to look the best. So yeah, what does that look like? (laughs) You know, when you meet someone for the first time, it's a really interesting interaction. And I think what's important is that that patient knows right away that I'm not a bullshitter. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like— You don't like, it. No. I really started this practice and continue to do what I do because I just want to make everyone feel like this is the best version of themselves. Yeah. Running a business is immensely hard especially as a mom of four and my husband has a crazy career. Yeah. And there's definitely days where I'm like, why do I do this? And I turn to myself and I go into work and I see those patients and I'm like, this is why I do it. Yeah. And I love just being part of everyone's journey. And I want them to know that if I don't think I'm the right person for them and if they're looking for something that I don't do, Mm -hmm. I'm going to guide them to the right person to do that. And so I think that they get that right off the bat when I have a consultation with them. And I think they realize, too, that, you know, I'm in this with them. I don't have an ego. If someone's like, you know what, I don't want to do that. They feel comfortable telling me financially it's not okay. And I say, okay, well, let's see what is workable. Right. What do you you feel? And let me try to see if that's going to help you even. Mm -hmm. So we start our conversation just, you know, I think learning each other. And figuring those boundaries. And when someone comes in and says, like, well, I want to do microneedling. And I'm like, well, why would you want to do microneedling? Tell me what you think, you know, it's going to do for you. Right. Because I'm looking at them like, I don't think microneedling is going to do anything for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or I had a client that came in that was completely broken out. She was booked for microneedling. It was the first time I ever saw her. And I'm like, I'm not doing microneedling on you. If I do that on you, you're going to hate me forever because it's just yeah. going to exasperate you. And you're going to flare up and you're going to have a worse breakout. So there's Mm -hmm. those kind of, you know, people feel like, oh, they watch the social media. Like, that's what I want to do. This is what I'm coming in for. So then I'll I'll change it. And if it means that they're not doing anything that day, then they're not going to do anything that day. Yeah. So that's like the first no. Then I do have the other (laughs) that are coming in. I remember one specific client, gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And she was coming in for Botox. And I mean, if I feel like they don't need the Botox, I'll tell them they don't need Botox. But she did. She was fine. Mm-hmm. She had enormous lips. Enormous. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she was like, um, do you think you could do a touch-up on my lips? And I said, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, I think your lips are very full right now. And it actually becomes dangerous if you continue to add more to the lips, you know, to the tissue. Yeah. So as we grew our relationship. Mm -hmm. I remember there was a a moment of time where I would talk to her and said, I think we should reduce (laughs) the lips. 
It took a very long time. She actually is a big influencer on social media. And mm-hmm. in her picture, it doesn't look as bad. But in person, they're big. Yeah, it's smoke and mirrors sometimes. Yes, yes. And <laughs> it took me two years, two years to have a relationship with her. And she finally let me reduce them. <laughs> oh, I know. Because you have to develop that rapport with your yes. clients. And so they trust you. And then also, like, your name is associated with it. So you want the work to look good, of course. Right. Do you ever get nervous injecting people anymore? You're probably so used to it by now, but... It's funny. I feel Botox, it's just, it's so, it's just natural. Very, very natural. Filler is different. It's not that I'm nervous, but every time I am about to inject someone, I always say in my mind, okay, what could go wrong? And what do I need to look for? Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing it, is there any complications? Is the tissue perfusing well? Is it so I'm constantly looking at that? And I think that's what makes a smart practitioner. Because Definitely. if you don't know what can go wrong, then you're not gonna know what to do. And, right. and, and I mean there's things that you learn constantly, and yeah. there's things that you haven't seen. You're like, oh, I haven't seen that before. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Then you just have to know like quickly what to do. And I think my background of being an ICU nurse has helped me because I have been in situations where I'm like, all right, (laughs) what do I do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have to think on your feet and you have to think quick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah. So where social media has brought the injectables, it's kind of sad a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like people think like it's nothing, but it is. It is. Yeah. And I think filters, too, play a huge role in our mental health and our view on how we see ourselves. Yeah, it's very unrealistic sometimes. I, like, put on some of these filters and I'm like, what in the world? Mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine growing up nowadays, which we'll get all into about your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, First, I just want to ask, trends change a lot in the industry. Are there certain things that are trending right now in the aesthetic world that you— notice? You know, I try to stay away from trends, even the um, technology ones. So I will hear about something. Mm -hmm. And if I think it's worth trying it out, I'll reach out. I mean, some companies reach out, but I like totally ignore them. And I know that if I reach out to one, they're like vultures. (gasps) So I'm like, I need to like be like, do I really want to reach out and try this? Because then they're going to be after me. Of course. You know, I think that right now I've had Morpheus for years. They're a great company. They do a lot of marketing. There's a lot of technology. It's very similar to Morpheus. The reason, for example, I picked that company, and this was many years back, is because they had the education and the studies behind it. And so it's like, if I'm going to do this procedure on myself to try out and then offer it to people, I better know, like, I have the support. Right. Do you always try something before you, I mean? A hundred percent. There is not one thing that I haven't tried before I put it on yeah. my patient. Oh, yeah. that's. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm a guinea pig. <laughs> You're the guinea pig. I mean, yes. that's good because you wouldn't want to do something to somebody else that you wouldn't want to do to yourself. Yeah. But also, I want to know what it feels like. Yeah, yeah. And What I, is Morpheus? Is that like a sculpting no, Morpheus is a microneedling with radio frequency device. Oh, okay. And the needles penetrate into the skin, deliver the radio frequency. And what it's doing, it's going to the many layers of the collagen to contract it. And it basically sends a signal to your brain to regenerate. Oh, amazing. Um, 
because as we age, we lose you know, the collagen, the fat, the muscle, the bone, all of those things. So this technology works on the collagen levels, the tissue. And it has kind of a scaffolding effect. Mm -hmm. So because it's working on multiple layers, I tell people, like, you're scaffolding to kind of rebuild the structure underneath. So it's a lifting and tightening. Amazing. Oh, I want to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it pretty invasive, though? So it's not invasive. It's very uncomfortable. Mm. How long does the procedure take? Well, if you're doing like full face and neck, about 45 minutes to an hour, but it's not the full time that I'm actually doing the procedure. It's like, you know, we have you numb two hours prior. So cleansing the skin and prepping the skin and then doing the treatment. That is probably one of the most uncomfortable treatments that we have. Mm, But it probably gives amazing results. It does. Yeah. It does. And there is some downtime associated with it. Okay. Especially because as we've done advanced work with the technology, we do multiple passes. And when you're kind of injuring the tissue, you're going to have inflammation. So there's a good three days where you're puffy and swollen and you have like, you know, some marks and you don't look your best the first week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe if you could give like your three biggest tips for like youthful, glowing skin. The first thing I'm going to say is maintenance. Everyone thinks, you know, oh, I'm going to do something and then I'm done. Like instant results. Yes. Yeah. And that's not the case. And I always explain it to people. It's like working out. If you can't go to the gym once and they're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. And you need to do several things. You can't just focus on one thing and be like, okay, you know, like pigmentation. We need to start stimulating the collagen. We need to nurture the skin and the tissues underneath. Right. So I think people, when people realize, okay, I need to start doing things and maintain and whatever that person's comfortable with. And it's going to be different in the beginning once they start learning and saying, okay, I get this. Mm-hmm. I see it. I see the improvements. I see my skin maintaining because then some people like wake up and, you know, they're 40 years old and they never did anything. And right. then like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. I feel like prevention is key too. Yes. So maintenance and that was my next one is is prevention. I mean, everything in medicine to me should be prevention. And right. Because so many times, you know, you're sick, you fix the problem. It's like, okay, well, how do we kind of work on our bodies and wellness? I mean, everyone gets sick, but like I'm talking about, you know, more significant, right. you know, illnesses. Mm-hmm. And we need to start taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So when it comes to skin, like what are some preventative steps that people can take? A good regimen at home, number one. And it doesn't have to be complicated and expensive and, you know, 20 steps. Right. It's the cleansing. It's the hydration and Mm -hmm. it's the exfoliating. Yeah. You know, start doing the cell turnover so that when you put on products, they actually work. So creating that healthy pH balance. So that's number one. And number two, I really think a consultation is super important because a lot of times we're like, I don't want a consultation. I just want to come in for the treatment. It's like, it's so different for everyone. Right. You know, you might have extremely dry skin. Why do you have dry skin? What do we need to do to to kind of bring that skin, you know, more healthy? Mm -hmm. You might have pigmentation. Is that pigment sun damage or is it melasma? Right. You know, melasma and rosacea, it's an inflammatory process. You know, what else is going on? You know, and then there's, you know, the anti-aging depends on what kind of condition their skin is. You know, even though they're they're young, were they more sun exposed? You know, what kind of lifestyle do they have? I mean, I've had people who had very rough late teens and early 20s got into 
alcohol and drugs, and mm-hmm. that's very damaging on the skin. Yeah. So I, I kind of really dive into like, okay, do we have any medical history? Mm-hmm. Do we have any other autoimmune issues? Right. And I start off with that. And I like to then dive into it slowly with them. Yeah. You know, and just say like, okay, let's try this. Or, the, you know, I do have estheticians and we have medical grade facials and using technology as well. So maybe it could be just a basic. Yeah. It all just depends on your bio-individuality and your genetics. And there's so many factors that go into it. But I think that that's a good point to make is that you just have to be patient because I feel like a lot of people want to just come in and get the result and they're like, okay. Right. Um, but right. yeah, having a consultation, I feel like yeah. is probably very And really helpful. talking about injectables because, yeah. you know, I have some young, young women who genetically have a lot of movement. Mm-hmm. It would be good to have Botox. But I hear all these like places like, oh, do Botox is so preventative. It's like, okay, well, do they even have movement? Right. <laughs> Right. If they don't have movement or they have normal movement, why are we doing that? Right. Yeah. You know, so it has to be reasonable. Totally. I remember I came in for under eye filler with you Mm -hmm. and I think that I was a very, it wasn't like a rare case, but you were like, yeah, you definitely could benefit from having some under eye filler because I had a lot of volume loss underneath my eyes. And it was was more genetics. Genetics. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that I came into you and you like talked me through it and made me feel super comfortable because I was so nervous. Of course. Yeah. Of course. All right, my MILF fam, as you all know, I'm always looking for ways to aid in becoming the most optimal version of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And one of the things I do to support myself in doing this is by taking my vitamins every single day. And I know it can be overwhelming sometimes with all of the supplement brands out there, but one brand that I've been a huge fan of for years now is Wealthy. Two products I absolutely love by them is the Her and the Sweat. And they just recently sent me the Vision Gummies, which I am so excited to try and see the results from. Get it? See the results from the Vision Gummies? Which I think is so cool that they are pioneering advocacy for vision health because, you know, we're always looking at our screens every day. And it's something that I think a lot of people just put on the back burner and dismiss. But the HER is a great way for women to get their daily dose of biotin, vitamins A, B, C, D, E, calcium, hyaluronic acid, magnesium, and selenium. Just all of the great things that us women need and are probably lacking and it's all in one. And then the sweat is something I like to take before a workout to just help enhance my burn with the natural caffeine. And there's also dandelion root in there to help with my metabolism and digestion. The quality of these supplements are just next level. And I'm telling you, you have to go check them out. If you use the code MILFBOD, you get 25% off your first order when you go check out at imwealthy.com. That's code MILFBOD, M-I-L-F-B-O-D at checkout at imwealthy, I-M-W-E-L-L-T-H-Y.com to get 25% off your first order. Enjoy, everybody. What does your skincare routine look like? So 
I have to say, in the past year, I've had a hard time with aging. <laughs> well, you look fucking amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. But I'm approaching into my later 40s. You look incredible. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. But it, I've had a really interesting year of what I've done. So I was having a lot of babies, right, yeah. in my 30s. <laughs> yes, so were. I was pregnant. I was breastfeeding. I didn't do much, you know, like in terms of like Botox. And I would do, yeah, you know, you lasers can. here and there. And again, everything has advanced. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've always taken care of myself and always trying new things. And everyone thinks like you must do so many things because you have it all. And it's like, kind of the opposite. It's like. Right. Because you're I, surrounded by you, it all the time. No, but but it's like I'm so busy. And then I'm doing, you know, doing And then I have to go home for the kids. And yeah, you, you don't know, have time to do it for I, yourself. I, I, I laugh and I'm like, I'm going to go make an appointment somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So what's really interesting is I've done fillers Mm -hmm. and I hadn't done fillers in a few years and I started noticing an imbalance and that could happen like the way you're sleeping, like one cheek, you know, kind of comes down more than another. And I feel like my skin has thinned out more. And uh, I did get the COVID vaccine and I had noticed, I was like, you know, I feel more puffy. Like in my, Since in my, getting the vaccine? Yeah. And mm, interesting. Um, there has been some patients that have said the same thing. And I said, you know what? I feel like I need to dissolve my filler mm-hmm. and kind of start over. Yeah. And I had started the process. And then I came across this article from a doctor in Australia. And, you know, fillers have been out for about 15 years. And we're still learning about it. Right. And although they're not permanent, a lot of these hyaluronic acid fillers— there's still particles that stay in the tissue. Right. I mean, there's nothing that you can say is like, oh, yeah, it's, it's vanished. Right. No, and we're seeing it shift and migrate and hidden under other tissues through ultrasound. So I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to kind of dissolve and see where I'm at and start over. But it was a process, and this was a full dissolving because this is years of filler. And Isn't that painful? It was, dissolving? yeah, it can be because the solution kind of stings. Mm. So— it was a very hard process because, you know, I kind of was like, what is my own tissue, you know, and feeling and palpating and through ultrasound. And it was also like kind of eye opening of like, well, crap, this is what I would look like if I didn't have any of this stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. I was like, okay. And, you know, you're in that stage. And, and listen, I'm pro non surgical and pro surgical. Everything in balance, but I believe in both. And I've even referred many people and said, like, you know what? I think surgery is a better option if that's what they want. So doing it, it was kind of, like, scary because I was like, wow, this is, like, what I would look like if I didn't do any of this stuff. (laughs) I was, like, mortified. I was like, (laughs) and I was like, thank God I could wear a mask so no one could see me. Um, So it was a few months of a process, and it was hard. It was hard on my psyche. Yeah, I'm sure it probably messed with your mind a little bit and your self-image. Yeah, and I had to, like, let it settle. And then I did, like, some tightening lasers Mm -hmm. and then did some, you know, refilling. But no, I utilize neurotoxins, the Botox, fillers, and What about retinol? I can't personally use pure retinol. My skin is too sensitive. Too sensitive, yeah. Um, But a lot of products have it. And I have some products that do have it. It's, like, a lower ingredient in it. And Mm -hmm. retinol is one of those topicals that has been around forever. And there's a reason why they're in multiple products because it does a great job. And that's that process of cell turnover. Yeah. And we need that. And especially as we get older, it slows down that process. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about how it can really 
dry your skin out yeah. and you just have to start on a very, very, very slow, small. low, low dosage. Yeah. And I would recommend more of an over-counter pure retinol. Okay. But instead of like the strong prescription grade Retin-A, which, you know, can right. be a little bit harsh. A lot okay. of people are more compliant to use the retinols because it doesn't dry and irritate them as much. But there's so many other products that I think are really great. Like I use a growth factor I can't use very heavy moisturizers because they clog me and I'm a dry person. So a lot of the growth factors kind of, it's almost like healing. It's just nurturing the skin. And so when it is getting into that balance, you're Mm -hmm. not as dry. Everyone thinks like, oh, I just need to put moisturizer. It's like, no, no, no. Let's put some, you know, other ingredients that are going to balance you more. What brand is it? I love the Skin Medica. Okay, yeah. The TNS. Mm -hmm. And it has the growth factor. It's a serum, right? It feels like a little bit of a hydrating serum. Okay. Not like a clear, pure, you know, serum. Okay. So I handpick all my products that I carry in the office because let's face it, there's a million products out so there. So many. And it, it's so funny. I have some people come in and like, I just purchased a $500 product. And they think just because it's $500 that it's like the best product. And I'm like, okay, well, mm. let's look at these ingredients. What's yeah. really in this? Yeah. You know, a lot so of gimmicks, a lot of gimmicks out there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's dive into motherhood because you hold the title as the first mama on this guest to have four children. <laughs> yeah. <you're> the, <laughs> so I think I've only had the most, I think is two. I, I don't even think I've had somebody with three. So how on earth... Do you balance it all, having four children, running a business? I mean, all of the things, school, just how on earth do you balance that? It's an interesting life. <laughs> it's very interesting <laughs> and I and it's chaotic. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. Oh. I never thought that I would have four. I thought three in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I have three boys and a girl. My girl's my youngest. And that's truly why I think I went to the fourth. But it's so interesting, you know, and I'm sure you know this. You look at them, you're like, God, I can't believe those are mine. Or like, even when they were the little time. and they get in the car seat, and you're like, what? Wait, I know. <laughs> like, Wait, I'm responsible for this. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's happened so fast. You know, I, I was telling you earlier that my oldest is graduating. And I told him the other day and he didn't like it. I'm like, I'm like having a really hard time with this. And he's like, why are you telling me? I'm like, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I just I like to be open with you. Yeah. I just kind of want you to know, like from a mother's point of view, do I want you to stay in the house and live here forever? No. Right. I I want you to move out. Even if you said like, oh, mom, I'm going to stay here while I'm going to come. Like, no, I think you need to move out. Like, I am that person that I'm going to push them. But at the same time, it's really hard. And I remember having him, you know, my first baby. I was in his room, breastfeeding him in the middle of the night. And I just like started crying. And I was like, he's just going to leave me one day. (laughs) I know. I think about that all the time. Yeah. And it's like, here we are. Yeah. We're here. And although our relationship has really evolved this past year, I mean, it's beautiful, you know, how they change. I just can't believe I'm at this point. And so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I take everything day by day. I used to be this planner and I am a perfectionist. I am a type A person. If the light bulb is out, I have to get it changed. And now I'm different. I'm different. My yeah. daughter, they're just like, my light bulb has been out for like, you know, a month, mom. Like, it's fine. You're <laughs> like, I got other okay. things. Yeah. So I've learned to let things go. And I think I needed that. They taught me that. And I just have taken things day by day. We've had some trauma, some tragic things happen to people around us. And that's also made me realize, you know, like, wow, 
you should be tight with your family. You should be there for your kids. And you learn through those processes and become closer with them. But there's days that are hard. I mean, there was moments I remember coming home from work and crying and to my husband and going, I don't know if I can do this, you know, and you have that mother guilt and some people are like, wow, you work full time. Like who takes care of your kids? You have five nannies. I'm like, no, no, I'm very involved with them. You are. Yeah. Um, And I haven't sacrificed a lot. Maybe I have sacrificed that I'm not there when they come home from school. But I've also kept them busy in activities after school. So they kind of like don't really know the difference. (laughs) Right. People are just so quick to judge. Yeah. So annoying. And this is what I needed to do. Um, And I think I'm a better mom and I'm a better person because I do what I do. Exactly. And they see you working hard every single day. And I think that that's so important for children to see their parents working so hard. And it's all about a balance because you're working hard every day, but then you also do make the time to spend with them. Right. Right. What are their age differences again? So so the two older ones are three years apart. Okay. And then the second and the third are two years apart. And then my third and the fourth are a little over three years, almost four years apart. I had a miscarriage between the third and the fourth. Mm, but sorry. it's it's a, it's an interesting balance. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a pretty wide range, I feel like. You know, when you become a mom for the first time, it's so different. And it took me back. I think from when I had number one thinking to myself, you're going to have four kids, I would like not believe myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's such a life-changing experience. And I was, you know, still getting my master's and figuring it out. And then my second and third were close. And yeah, I mean, it's not like too far apart, but I balanced the age. I didn't like go back, back, back. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good way to do it. Just so that way, too, you can have that special time with each individual Mm -hmm. kid. Yeah. Does it get easier? It just gets different. Different. Yeah. (laughs) It's very different. You just adjust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like what's harder is, you know, my oldest is driving and he's, you know, worrying about his curfew and he's not home and I'm texting him and, you know, them talking back to you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think this day and age of your relationships with your kids is so different than, you know, our parents. Completely. And um, I have a very open relationship with them and talk about everything. And I just feel like you need that. You know, um, and I I don't like sugarcoat anything. You know, my daughter was going to camp and I had the full talk to her about your body and being careful of anyone touching you. And this is your, you know, you need to feel comfortable and even kids, other kids. Yeah. So I just like dive in. I just like if I think about it, I just say it to them. I think that's such a good way to parent. And that's how I'm going to parent Hunter, too, of course, when he gets a little older and (laughs) understands all of that stuff. But I was raised in a very similar way in that my parents always left the conversation open. Like I felt very comfortable being able to talk to them about anything. Because I think when you do the opposite, it kind of makes kids want to like rebel in a way. And yeah, it's just nice to have that trusting relationship where they feel like they can come to you for anything. And I feel like you've done that for all of your kids. Kids think that their parents are just not in touch, you know, yeah. in touch with anything. Right. Like yeah. they think we're like stupid. Yeah. You know, like the things <laughs> that they try to pull over, I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, so I know about the drug world and yeah. what's happening. And I talk to patients. And that's another thing. Like, what are the drugs? What's going on? Who, yeah. Who's doing what? And what's very interesting is they talk to me about it. And, I, and I love it. I that's love amazing. it because I'm like, this is what I wanted to have that open discussion and that they know that I know. Yeah. So is that what you would say the number one lesson that they've taught you? 
I mean, it's so hard. They've all taught me so many things. Yeah. Like I told you, they're bar mitzvah. Right. And each one, I've like written a speech mm-hmm. to them. And I just had to write my speech to my third son. <sighs> and when I was pregnant with my third and I was in the ultrasound and finding out what I'm having, mm-hmm. I, and they said it's another boy, I cried. Yeah. I was hysterical. Uh-huh. And I hope people don't take that in a way that I wasn't happy, but I was like, no. oh, what am I going to do with three boys? Three boys. <laughs> oh, know? my God. I'm like, how am I going to handle are this? so full. Yeah. And when I had my labor with him, I had a precipitous labor, which means it's under three hours. It was very traumatic. And I had post-traumatic stress from it. That wow. It was, it, was that, it was that crazy. And oh, my gosh. Um, because of it, he became ill from it. And he was lifeless. Like, took him home. He became lifeless. I did rush him <gasps> to the hospital. He was in the NICU. Oh, my God. And it was probably the most intense period of time that I had and he got through it and it was almost like I looked at him like he needs to fight he needs to be here with us and this didn't make me realize like I was happy to have a way just what's very interesting about my relationship with him is we're so close he's super affectionate with me he Mm. tells me to hug and kiss him and he like can you please be with me when I go to sleep like we've had this like really long-term relationship that I think came from the moment I found out that I was like oh my god I'm having a boy and how I felt and I just like he needed to be here he needed to be in my life and I needed to be in his life and of his siblings and his father Mm. and so he's taught me just like you know what like just because we plan for things doesn't mean that's what it's going to be. Right. And yeah. I didn't think I was going to have a third boy. And here he is. And he's a powerful force. Wow. And so I'm, I, I'm writing this in the speech. And I'm like, wow, I hope people don't take this the wrong way. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And if they do, then. Um, yeah, them. no, but, <laughs> but it's just like, he's so unique and special. And I could say that about it, of each of my kid. I have like totally. this different relationship with that. That's just the first one that comes to mind. Because I just, I literally wrote the speech this past week. <laughs> wow. And because his bar mitzvah was in two weeks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, whoa. I'm sure you have a very special and unique relationship with each one, which must be so cool. It is. And they're so different. Yeah. Okay, my love. Let's move into the acronym MILF. What do you do to stay mindful? I know that you love crystals and you're very much in touch with that type of thing. I mean, when I work out, working out is really important for me to like get those adrenalines and I think it releases what you need in your body for that and mm-hmm. and feeling good about yourself. So that's super important for me. So I kind of like make sure like I'm always scheduled. It's pre-scheduled, you know, um, every week. I have a hard time having downtime. It's not easy. I tried some meditation. I've tried some meditation apps. I really like the sound meditation rather mm, than like yeah. um, voice guided. And I have an app for that. So sometimes like I'm like, okay, I just need like 20 minutes to kind of just go somewhere. Mm-hmm. But in, in terms of spirituality, I've always been very mindful of that since I was young. I've, I've yeah. gone through some crazy things in my youth and I always gravitated towards it and felt that. And I feel like there's such a bigger purpose for all of us. Definitely. And, you know, it's not a religious outlook. Not that that's a bad thing, but just for me, it's not. And right. I, I sometimes take the step back and I, and I kind of laugh at like what goes on, you know, even in the small Los Angeles and then compare to the world. And I'm like, this is just a period of time where we're all 
on this earth together. And really, like, a hundred years, it's another group of people. I know. And I laugh at, like, the problems that we have. And I'm like, people, come on. Like, this is just, like, this, like, time. Yeah, this is you nothing. gotta look at the bigger picture. Yes, you know? <laughs> and so, because, you know, I've experienced what I've experienced in my youth and even as an adult and trauma around us, I don't take things for granted. Don't take life for granted. And I think that although we get so trapped into our busy lives, Every day there's a moment that I like have like a reflection of just yeah. like, look what I have. I have an incredible husband. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't even believe like sometimes one of us exists because we do have these separate lives, but we're, together we're very strong. Yeah. And we've created just such a unit, a family unit. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of that. And I think that we've always said that that's like our priority. Yeah. But it's important for us to create this life for all of us. Right. And I think they'll remember that. I think they're going to remember Definitely. that when they're adults and to have that strong family unit because I didn't have that. Yeah. So living in gratitude is what you really try and practice, huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so important for everyone to just step back and not take things for granted because it's so easy to do that sometimes. I mean, a lot of us become a victim. And I've I've done too to myself. But we have to remember, and, you know, you're the one who's going to make your life the way it is. One really strong word that's been prominent in my life for the past three years is manifest. Yeah. And I think whatever you want to create, you need to manifest it. And whatever it takes to kind of build what you're really striving for, you got to just keep at it. Yeah. I love that. It's so important to manifest and dream and Mm -hmm. stay goal oriented. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they change. They change. Yeah. Again, I'm a very different version of myself than I was. Yeah. You know, a decade ago. Even two years ago. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Next, how do you listen to your intuition? I tell people this all the time. You have to listen to your gut. I mean, there are like four or five big moments in my life that I listen to my gut and thank God I did. Yeah. Actually, I was just interviewing another um, PA, physician assistant, who, mm-hmm. who wants to get a job with me. It's just not a right time, not ready. And I, she said, well, I think I might do this position at this office for now. And I was like, I just had met her actually for the first time I was talking. I'm like, I'm kind <laughs> of seeing like some hesitation. She's like, yeah. And I said, I said to her, listen, if you have one inkling of hesitation, yeah, you got to rethink that. Listen to that. D- dig deep down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you really need to do that, take that position right now? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, well, it'll be there if it needs to be there. Yeah. <laughs> In a few months. So I'm like, really think about it. Yeah. And listen to those red flags when they pop up. Oh, yeah. We know, especially as women, it's so innately in us and we just got to tap into it. Yeah. What's interesting is, you know, dealing with what I did in my youth and growing up, I was able to kind of, in my personal life, create boundaries. Mm -hmm. And when I went into business seven years ago, I realized I didn't have boundaries in business. And that was a big awakening. Yeah. And there was times where I didn't listen to my gut and it really, it really crushed me. And like backfired on Um, you? Oh, yeah. But now I'm sure you've learned to put up those boundaries when it comes to business. Yeah. I mean, it's dealing with, you know, the outside companies that you're dealing with. Right. That's number one. And then number two, you know, it depends what type of business you have and how many people you have under you. But employees have grown 
you know, I've had one starting one employee to now 15. Yeah. And I think that's been the hardest because, uh, yeah, I bet. because I'm also a practitioner on the floor. Right. Working with them. You're not just overseeing. Right. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I have to think about the business. Right. It's like these two people talking in your head. I'm oh like, my how gosh. do you, how do you create that balance? And I think I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all a work in progress, and we can always learn lessons from something. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? And this can just be, you know, like books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, just anything that helps you feel like the best version of yourself. Your morning routine, just whatever it is that helps you. To be honest, I I was never a big reader. And Me <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like jealous of those people. Me too. <laughs> like, but what I do read is science. And I'm part of like a couple organizations like ANP, American Nurse Practitioner Association, or dermatology journals. And what, what's nice is now I get the emails. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and so like Perfect. I take the time and I pop them open and I read it. And and that's how I find out about a lot of things that are out there. And I'm like, oh, that's what triggers me to like bring in something new. You know, another thing too is uh, my husband, Brian, Brian and I try to take little trips here and there. (gasps) That's so important. Yeah. And we take like, you know, alone, like just weekend trips, like two or three a year. And then we've been trying to do like bigger trips, like every other year or something like that with just us. Oh, we just did one. And I thought we were crazy because this barbus <laughs> was coming up. He forces me and I was like, you're right. Yeah, we did it. And like, I was just away two days. And like, sure enough, something just pops in my head. And I'm like, oh, I gotta bring that. I gotta bring that in. I'm gonna do that, you know? And I like, like just like, sorry, moment. yes, yes. Yeah. And that's what helps me the most. I don't really have time other than that, like, for example, in the morning, my oldest drives, but I got to get three kids to school and I'm yeah. part of a carpool. And then I'm from one city to the next and trying to get into my first patient at 9 a.m. And then I'm full throttle. Right. And unfortunately at work, because I, you know, help run the business, like I don't take lunches because I'm taking phone calls or meetings during mm. that time. And I can't even chart during the day because I'm just like every minute is accounted for, which I'm fine with. So I really don't have those moments and then I get home and I'm with the kids and then I have to chart and then I look up and it's midnight. Oh so, my gosh. So that's kind of a lot of what I'm dealing with, you know, on a day-to-day basis. But I love podcasts and sometimes people like send them to me. I like listen to them in the car and, you know, try to, and I, and I actually love doing them. But I'm trying to probably change that in my life right now. I'm, I started taking one day off in the week because I'm building a new property too and working yeah. on the, and the product line. And I feel like I'm getting a little bit more kind of creative, Good. Um, you know, of, of what I can do with, with a practice rather than just like seeing patients all day long every day. Yeah. Like I kind of had to like stop that. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it can get super exhausting and then you can feel burnt out and you don't feel your best. And, and to your point too, I love what you said about how you and Brian make it a point to take little trips, mm-hmm. just the two of you. I think yeah. that's so important. And I think that if you have the means to do it as a couple, I think that every couple should try and incorporate that, especially when you have kids. Yeah. But I think that it is extremely, extremely important. And I hear a lot of people making excuses. And I hear like, and I see a lot of, you know, women, I do see men too, but I'm like, oh, I haven't gone on a vacation with my husband, just him and I in like four years. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It does so much for your relationship. Even if it's just like you said, like two days, it can make such a big difference. Huge, huge. 
what is your fitness routine? Because you look amazing and you said you make it a priority to work out every day because it helps. With Not your- every day. I mean, okay. I ha- yeah, I have well, on average is three days a week. Okay, um, perfect. If I can get another day in, I can. So I actually do berries. Amazing. <laughs> and I hate running. <laughs> I know. I absolutely hate running, but it is the only class that I feel like I get the cardio that I need. Mm -hmm. And I know everyone's like, so this is hype about like, oh, you don't need so much cardio. It's also, for me, it's just the release of endorphins. Yeah. And I recently tried like the Boonda. Oh yeah. Yeah. How was that? I've always wanted to try that. Yeah. It's good. It's a very different experience. I feel like berries, I kind of like the music's loud. You Mm -hmm. just get, you kind of like get in a zone and you're, you just kind of release. So I I kind of like that better. Cool. But I I just, I have to go to classes. I have to know like, like I'm just going to, that's the time I have to get there and go. And I, so I just schedule it around there. Yeah. Cause you can't really back out of it because you're like I paid for this I have to go yeah so you have to commit to it do you normally do like morning classes morning yeah Yeah. okay one last question that I ask everybody at the end of each episode is if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice what would you say to your younger self I think what comes a lot to me is that when a certain situation when I'm in like a really heated situation Mm-hmm. I get a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And it consumes me. Right. Like it, it emotionally, physically consumes me. It almost like makes me ill mm. and affects my life. I wish I could tell myself in those moments, like, it's going to work out. It's not going to yeah. be, it might not be fun. Right. But it's going to work out and you are going to get out of this. And get through it. Yeah. Yes. Because I, I let it just take over. Yeah. Me. And I've improved. But I was in a situation a few years ago that that happened. And I'm like, look back at myself and I was like, why did I let those people or the situation affect me? I have so much other better things going on in my life. Why would I let just like that one situation affect all of those things and yeah. jeopardize it? Yeah. It's hard when you're in the moment sometimes to not react. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. I like that. Okay. Can you let the audience know where they can find you, where they can book an appointment with you, connect sure, with you? Sure. Sure. So my clinic is called Skin Thesis. It's in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard in Robertson. We are building a new location. So probably in the next six months, we'll be moving, but right down the road off of Robertson and Beverly. Yeah. Our handle is Skin Thesis INC. Mm-hmm. So it's at Skin Thesis Inc. We're on Instagram and TikTok. We have a website, just www.skinthesisinc.com. I've started my own, you know, IG handle. I don't concentrate on it, but I kind (laughs) of wanted to connect Skin Thesis World with um, Melage and and hopefully kind of reaching out to more mothers and even practitioners or other people, like just kind of bringing that more like blogger type thing. So mm-hmm. that's just, um, you know, Melissa H and P on Instagram. And yeah, all the informations are on both profiles. Yeah. I love your personal Instagram. I feel like your captions <laughs> are so good. Before every interview, I go through everybody's Instagram and just like do some research. And I love all of your captions. I feel like they're just so beautiful. And like, you can take away so much from each one. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to see like, 
what I can do that's not boring for people to no. watch, but also like give the information. Super and, inspiring. Um, some, you know, something fun to watch. Yeah. Okay, Melissa. Well, thank you so much thank for you. taking the time to be here. No, I appreciate I'm, I'm you. I'm glad you're doing this. That's It's yeah. like so perfect for you. <laughs> thank you. It's been really, really fun. I get to interview so many amazing women. I learn so much and it's just so inspiring. Yeah. So. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gain some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee Luker and the podcast at MILFBODPOD. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.